Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. Um, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. And I hope that just judging by the DMs and emails that I've received uh, <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, hopefully you guys have found the space to, uh, I don't know, go back through the season and you know have some of the things that you enjoy. But... Yeah, it's it's bitter. It's rough. It's a tough pill to, sw- pill to swallow, no doubt about it. But I'm uh, glad to be back. Uh, just got through with some family time. A lot of people reached out, worried about me and whatnot. Everything's been great. Just wanted to prioritize family. Had my niece flew out from Georgia. We went out skiing, had a really good time. But let's talk Niners. And we've got a lot of stuff. And I love everything that's coming through the chat. Appreciate you guys. Uh, this is awesome right here. So glad you're back. Appreciate you, bro. Um, the draft, you know, we're going to talk cap. We're going to talk restricted free agency. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk a lot of things. And, you know, I, I want to make sure that we give time for the comments. Um, but, man, the, the draft season, and, and I got to be honest, the, the draft is my baby, right? Like, that's always been my go-to. And it was it's always hard because in the last few years, we haven't had any first-round picks. The whole Trey Lance thing and all that stuff. And, man, that's weird. Seems like a distant reality talking about number five. But now we got picks. Well, we got a lot of them. We got 11. And so, you know, you got your first rounder. You got your second rounder. You got two third-round picks, which is huge. And so there's a lot of stuff to get back to, and I'm excited about that. Appreciate you, Phil, my man. He says, welcome back, John. Hope you had some good time with your family. I did. It was wonderful. Um, so ready for this offseason. This is a great offseason. It, it really, really is. Because you're going into the offseason. Yeah, you didn't win it all. But you have the best team in football still. You came up short. Came up one play short. I don't know another way to put it. One more play in the fourth quarter, you would have won. One more play in the overtime, you would have won it all. You're so close. You can't get closer to that than that. But you're not there yet. So there's still something to do. Uh, there's a lot about this offseason that's going to be fun. And yeah, Bobo right here. Appreciate you, brother. He says, always faithful, but I lost faith to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, it was a hit, man. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But if one play is going to make or break somebody's entire narrative, that's rough. Because what if we did win that Super Bowl? Does that mean we all have faith in Kyle Shanahan now? He's got to go win it. And, you know, you look across the field, of that Super Bowl, right? You have Kyle Shanahan on one side, Andy Reid on the other side. Talk about two people going down the exact same journey. You know, everybody talk about Andy Reid now as one of the greatest coaches in the history of of the NFL. It took him 21 seasons to win a Super Bowl. 
He lost lots of Super Bowls. He lost lots of championship games. And it wasn't until he had the best quarterback in football till he won one. No, now he's won three out of the last five. And so, like, if you're going to judge Kyle after eight years, but you're going to judge, you know, Andy Reid after 30 years, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I get it, and I understand Shanahan deserves a lot of criticism. There, there's no doubt about that. Like, this is not a, like, oh, he gets a pass. But, like, you know, the 33rd team put out, they pulled a bunch of players, and they, they came up with the best play callers, you know, voted on by the players. Number one play caller voted on by the players, Kyle Shanahan. Number one. And five of the top seven play callers were all from the Shanahan tree. He's a damn good coach. He just hasn't won it all yet. He's got to get that done. And, you know, if if we step back and we said, look, let's, let's just assume Kyle Shanahan's going to be here for another five to six years. If that happens and he never wins a Super Bowl, I get it. But you can't judge somebody halfway through. I don't, I don't know. I, I think you can't judge them. But it's, it's not done. You know what I mean? It's not. We still have more time. And if Shanahan can bring home number six eventually, God, so close twice. Ah, it hurts. I get it. I get it. The pain's there. And Bobo, it's going to take a while for that pain to go away. That's just the reality of, of sports. And that's why we love sports because that one play is the difference between glory and regret. You know what I mean? Like, who are you going to be when it's all on the line? And so far, Shanahan has not answered that question uh, the way that we want him to. Josh, the man. Uh, I'm excited about this one. He says, I'm here for the business. Any draft targets you guys have your eyes on? And if you guys don't know, Josh, he goes by the tag 40 Irons Faithful Forever. He is the absolute best. Uh, he helps us with so much uh, behind the scenes. And we've already started our draft work. We've got 250 prospects that we're working on grading and getting evals done and all that stuff. So, um, and look, I'll say this. I'll be honest. If you want to be a part of that, like it's a team effort. It's a lot. Because there's websites that do draft work year-round. We're a 49ers show. We were following the Super Bowl. I just started draft work a few days ago. So, you know, we have to play catch-up. And we're going to get it done. We're going to work like crazy the next two months up until the draft. But if you want to help, if you want to help with, you know, we, we can't pay too much or anything like that. I wish we could. But if you want to do... You know, some research, I, I'm going to help point you in the right direction, tell you what we're looking for. You know, we usually get about five to six different people that want to step up and help. And if that's something you want to do, reach out to us, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just email me and say, hey, I'm interested in helping with draft stuff. I'll give you a couple options on something that you want to do. And if you want to do it, cool. And if you don't, cool, no big deal. But, um, you know, we can always use the help. If you've got some extra time and you want to dig through the draft, we can definitely use your help. And we're going to be jumping into a lot of that today. Appreciate all the hashtag CCs. You guys are the best. Phil, he says, are we ready to climb that mountain again? We sure as hell are, buddy. And, you know, you look at this, you know, this chat. Got my man Troy. What's up, brother? 49ers George 365. JC is back, baby. That's right, man. We are back. What's up, Steven? Oh, Michael, my man. He says, miss you. Miss you guys, too. Glad to be back. I'm sick of the losses as well, but it's time to go. Happy Saturday. Travel Buds, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Virgil, yeah, he says, still heartbroken by Kyle. Uh, incapable of winning the big one yet. Yet. I'm going to add that on there. Um, glad to see you guys. And Yeah, breaks are important. You know, I only took three days off from July all the way to the Super Bowl. And so taking just a step back was nice. 
but uh, it's it's back to work again, baby, and I, and I couldn't be happier. I really couldn't be happier. Uh, Chris, he says, my dude was on KMPR Legend. Yeah, that was fun. Um, they reached out to me. It was a good time, and uh, we'll see if we do some more of those. But, yeah, anytime I can jump on the radio, I'm always happy to talk Niners. Daryl, appreciate you, brother. Um, so here we go. Kim, my man, it was awesome hanging out in Vegas, brother. Absolutely awesome. Um, Big Papa, the man, he says, hey, my friend, Good to hear your old man's perspective on the 30 other teams, 30 other cities, millions of people who wish they were the 49ers are today. Yeah, wish were they. Yeah, you're right. It's this is it's not doom and gloom right now. It's not like the best. And I get I get in arguments with, you know, a lot of friends of the family where it's like Super Bowl or bust. I've never bought into that. You know, being part of the coaching world, ball's got to bounce your way, man. That's just the way it is. You force nine fumbles, you only got one of them back in the Super Bowl. That That's crazy. Sometimes things just got to go your way. And, you know, the best thing about the NFL is there's always another season. That another season's right. It, it started already. And it started with them coming out and adjusted the salary cap. This is huge. Uh, the 2024 salary cap was increased by $30.6 million up to 255.4 million, okay? Now, what does that mean? Big numbers, whatever, right? That's cap increase covers and it's way more. They were expected at 20 million, instead it was 30 million. Nick Bosa's cap hit this upcoming year is 14.6 million. Javon Hargrave 15.4 million. That cap increase covers both those players with a little bit of extra gravy on top. It's a 12% increase in one year. Now, there's different ways to look at this. One of them is to say, yeah, but everybody got that extra money, so it doesn't really benefit anybody. I would argue, no, that's not true. The 49ers were right up against the cap, and still are. But if you had somebody, let's, here, let me just, I want to make sure I get this correctly. I'm going to Spotrack. Um, who, who does a pretty good job. You know, it depending on the site you go to, there's a lot of different numbers, right? Okay, so let's just play this. Let's play this out. The team with the most salary cap space in the NFL is the Washington Commanders. Adam Peters, he's got some money to spend. They have $96 million in cap space, okay? Now, the team with the least amount of cap space, let's go, let's use the 49ers. Let's just stick with what we got. The 49ers have $6 million cap space according to Spotrack, right? So if Niners have $6 million and the Washington Commanders have $96 million. Now, if you give all the teams an additional $10 million cap space on top of what they already have, who does that benefit more? Does it benefit the team that already had $96 million and they're going up to $106? Or does it benefit the team that was at $6 million now they go to sixteen? Whenever you're looking at percentages as a budget and what you can spend or what you cannot spend, the answer should be easy. It benefits the team that was up against the cap much more so than the team that already had close to $100 million cap space, if that makes sense. So I understand whatever you're in. There's always going to be people that try to bring this other like, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And I get it. And sometimes I'm that person, too. And so I understand that having said all that, this is huge for the 49ers because now if you look at all the clickbait 49ers content creators, they went from 
cut Kyle Juszczyk, cut Trey Greenlaw, Trey Braided Ayuk. Uh, we don't need Kittle anymore. To how can we spend our extra cap money? You see what I'm saying? Like, it was funny to me in that people were already jumping off the bridge. And it's going to happen. It's the same people every year. And props to them. I hope they get their clicks and their monies and all those things. That's a wonderful thing. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. But it's just like, it's funny because the conversation on Ayuk, it's dissipated considerably after the cap news came out. And I think that this tells a story. The 49ers have been very forward thinking with the way in which they view the cap. They backload all these deals, especially after the COVID year, when we saw the cap shrink a little bit, they kept signing guys and they kept extending guys all backloaded. Void years, all those different things. And I think that the progressive thinking and the projecting of where the cap was going to go, and they were correct so far, you know, who knows what the future holds, right? According to Kyle Shanahan, we might not even be alive on Sunday. But I think that they got this right so far. And because of that, this quote-unquote Super Bowl window that a lot of people want to say, I think that it's wide freaking open. I, I really, really do. Um and so, you know, this is great news for the 49ers. Really, really is. I, I don't think that they have to sacrifice any stud players at all. And you could do a couple, you know, extend a couple contracts. You could, you know, rework a couple deals and free up even more space. And if you do want to sign Brandon Ayuk to long-term deals, free up more space. There, there's lots of options that are on the table. All positives. All positives. Um, now, um, even on top of that, I want to stick with the salary cap before I get to some more questions. The NFL also increased their performance pay, uh, base pay, by $1 million per club. So what's that mean? It was at $13 million. Now every single NFL team gets $14.1 million to spread across based on performance-based um, increases. So think Brock Purdy, right? Think Jordan Mason, Kevin Given, Spencer Burford, Diamador Lenore. Your, your guys that are on rookie, undrafted, you know, contracts, 
that were drafted late that have performed performed well. Those guys get huge pay increases, and I think this is huge. I, mean, I wish the NFL would shift even more so to this um, because, again, Brock Purdy's making $800,000. Not that that's not a lot of money, but compared to other guys on the team, like Sam Darnold, his backup, who didn't play much this year, I think made four times, five times as much money as Purdy did. You, you see what I'm saying? So shout out to those guys. I absolutely love that. Um, Isaiah Oliver, he got cut. Um, <laughs> the Wilkes tenure is done, D-U-N. And they cut the guy that was his guy that he brought in, uh, quote, the best nickel in the NFL. That frees $2.4 million cap space. Um, and, you know, Isaiah Oliver, his, his tenure, he started a quarter and a half of game one. That was it. After that, special teams, and he'd go in when there were injuries. But even then, they phased him out completely. Ambry Thomas took his his job. They kicked Demo inside. Ambry Thomas went super soft late in the playoffs. They booted him and brought you know, Logan Ryan off the streets, took both their jobs. So, anyway, that's done. And, you know, I talked about Spotrack. There's lots of different sites and different people that, you know, project the salary cap and all that stuff. Here's three sites. And they're three different numbers for the 49ers cap space in 2024. Spotrack has the most at 6.1 million. Over the cap has us at negative 5 million. And then 49ers cap with Jay, he's awesome. Um, they have us at negative 1.1. Do a couple more restructures or cuts and you're going to be just fine. The 49ers are in a pretty good spot. Um, I, I really do believe that. Um, let, let's see here. Sid, appreciate you. She says, I'm going to help when I retire. Sid's always helping. She's the best. Um, I, Oscar, I'm in. I'll text you. Welcome back. Appreciate you, Oscar. You're the man. Daryl, thank you for the super chat. JC, how many offensive line will be in the, um, let's see here, in the draft to improve? Yeah, I don't know. Last year was weird, right? Because the Niners didn't get any offensive linemen at all, and it was a huge need. Instead, we took a kicker. Instead, we took a bunch of tight ends. It was just weird. Like, I hated it. And so, this year, you can't do that. You you cannot. I think everybody saw, especially in the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy's running for his damn life out there. You know, and I asked this question. I'll put this up on the poll. On Twitter, which position do you want the 49ers to draft in the first round? And this poll's still going on, but it had over 2,500 votes on Twitter. 88.8% said offensive line. 6% said corners, 3% said edge, and the rest were other in the remainder. Like, it is, it's pretty obvious, uh, at least to us, you know, 49ers fans, what we need. Now, here's the, the reality. What, uh, what, what's, you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan going to do? Because that that's the thing. And so, Daryl, you know, how many offensive linemen are we going to pick? It undrafted. I want at least three or four. You need a tackle. You need a center. You need a swing guy. And I, I would have no problem first, second round picks both both being offensive line. Get a tackle. Get a center. That that's I'd, I'd be totally cool with that. Right here, Bobo. We need a good offensive lineman so Kyle won't draft another kicker a defensive lineman. But the, the, the crazy thing is, we need defensive line too. Defensive line's not solid. Who's the other? Who's our starting end? 
And we, we know how much Johnny Kyle liked defensive ends. And I would not be shocked at all if our first round picks on an edge player. Not that I think it should be, but I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, that's what they do. You need tackle help. You need center help. There's no doubt about that. But you are bringing back Colton McKivitz. You are bringing back your center, Jake Brindle. But none of us want them to start. They're fine players, and they're getting paid backup money. Colton McKivitz is a great swing tackle. That, that's where he should be. Jake Brindle's a great backup interior offensive lineman. That's where he should be. That's where he's getting paid to be. He's not getting paid starter money. Michael Pickle, look at this. O-line, O-line, O-line. I, I really I really want us to focus on that. I, I think that it is huge. Now, uh, before we get into some more draft talk, which we're going to be covering, I do want to let everybody know um, we are going to have our Zoom hangout for February, which I'm excited about. Um, that's going to be Monday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you are on our Patreon channel, uh, that's already been posted on there. If you're on the 49ersrush.com, that's already been posted there with the Zoom link. Uh, we're going to get together for about an hour. We'll hang out. We'll talk. It's going to be a good time. Really excited about that. And if you don't know about any of those things, look, the number one way to support this show right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So we're going to be over there talking all kinds of fun stuff, uh, draft, a little bit of Super Bowl therapy, all that kind of stuff too, uh, free agency, you name it. We, we got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, oh, look at this. We got a hot take here from Josh. Daniel Bullocks will be the defensive coordinator, in my opinion. 
Josh knows what he's talking about. Um, if I was hiring in staff, Bullocks would be my guy. Johnny Holland would probably be number two. Sorensen, number three. Um, there's a lot of out of, you know, nobody's been right. You've got people out there saying, oh, it's about to be announced. And these are very reputable sources. It's been several days since then. So uh, the 49ers are currently the only team in the NFL without a defensive coordinator. Now, going through draft work, you know, we put out a full draft book every year on our Patreon and the 49ersrush.com. Last year, we did like 300 prospects. We're going to try to narrow it down uh, to 250, but I know we're going to add a bunch. We put out this draft book, and one of our categories that we do for every player is 49ers fit. How do they fit our scheme, our program, you know, on and off the field, all those things? How the hell do you do that without a defensive coordinator? And so you have to assume the 49ers who are doing a bunch of draft work right now with their position coaches, they're going to keep the same scheme. You have to assume that it's not guaranteed, but yeah, it's weird. You know, am I, whenever I'm watching edge players, am I watching for a wide nine or am I watching for a three, four or standard four, three, or, you know what I mean? Like, so a lot of stuff that's still kind of up in the air. Um, I, I would like Bullocks to be the guy personally. Um, I, I believe it back to forward, you know, in, in the defense. I, I think that that works the best. I really, really do. Um, and so what I mean, like I want a DB coach in charge of everything. Coverage predicates everything moving forward. That's what I want. Um, from a coaching standpoint, that's the best way I've ever had it. I was a D line, then linebacker guy. And whenever I was a DC, I ain't going to lie, like coverages were a little bit of a challenge for me, and it took me a while to adapt to that, and that was a major weakness. Um, so I, I don't know. That's my own, you know, whatever. Um, Oscar, he says, prioritize talent over need, especially if not there at 31. Now, this is an issue because when we look at the way in which the 49ers have drafted, th this isn't my opinion, the 49ers do not draft best player available early. Don't do it. They don't do it in the first round. They don't do it in the second round. They haven't done it. We have eight years. We have eight years. They never do best player available. Never. They only target premium positions where they have a need. Defensive end, defensive tackle, offensive tackle. That was a glitchy number nine overall pick. Quarterback trade up for Trey Lance. Wide receivers. That's it. Debo, Ayuk, that's it. Trade up for Pettis. That's all they do. Now, they did trade up for Ruben Foster. That bit them in the butt. They stayed away from that. <laughs> Completely went away from that whole type of player, injure, like all that stuff, you know, off-field stuff. They went away from that completely. They did draft Banks in the second round, but that's after they traded down. So, I, I mean, it's pretty damn hard to see corners a major issue for this team i just don't know if kyle shedahead and john lynch could sit down and say yeah we could draft a corner with our first overall pick i don't think that this team believes in that i i mean they haven't taken a quarter the highest quarter they've ever taken was a kello witherspoon in the third that's it like they also drafted ambry thomas in the third comp pick but another thing the draft axioms right what are the things that this 49ers team believes? They believe comp picks belong to the next round. A third round comp pick for the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan sees that as a fourth rounder. He's said it many times. A fourth round comp pick, he sees as a fifth rounder. Now, 
they do draft best player available later in the draft, but not early. Not early. They, they just never had. So if we look at what are the premium positions where they have a need? Quarterback, I think that's set. Like, Thank God. If this offseason has anything going for it, it's that we have the quarterback question completely answered. Remember last year it was Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, uh, Trey Lance, you know, all that different stuff. Like that's done. Rotating ones and all that's, we're past that. We have graduated the quarterback drama. I'm sure some people are going to be, you know, whatever. But quarterback's done. Okay. Wide receivers, they're solid for at least a year. Now, we're going to do a lot of work on wide receivers. I think IU is coming back. He's under contract for almost $15 million. I'm not worried about IU this year. I'm not worried about Debo this year. And I'm not worried about Jawan Jennings this year. We'll talk about him in a minute. So I think wide receivers are pretty set. I do not see us trading those guys. And no, I don't believe in cutting Debo. Whoever says that's a moron. Uh, I, I don't know who said that. I'm not calling anybody out. But whatever. Don't cut Debo. That's ridiculous. Now. The other two spots, edge, major issue. If, if if we stick with the roster we have now, Trey Jackson's starting for us. That dude put up three of the worst games of all time in the history of the NFL at the at, at edge position. I am not comfortable moving into this season with Drake Jackson or Ro- probably Robert Bill Jr. would start over him. He's better, way better. Um like, that's a problem. Feliciano's gone. Gregory's gone. Chase Young's gone. They're all leaving. Maybe you keep one of those guys, but the draft, that's where you got to address that. And I know I, I just showed you the picture. 88% of you want offensive line. John and Kyle, and they want defensive end. If a defensive end falls, I'm telling you right now, we've seen it time and time again. If they get the opportunity to draft an edge guy, they're going to draft an edge guy in the first round. I don't like it, but I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Yeah, I would go O-line, but that's just what it is. Offensive tackle, huge need. Center, I personally, just with this draft and where it is, I would be very happy with the center in the first round. I value the center way more than most people. And watching the tape and seeing how many drives Jake Brindle ended by himself, Throughout this season, oh, please. I I like Jake Brindle a lot, but he has maximized his talent level, and there's no way that's improving at all. There's just no way. And so, you know, right here, Josh says, you know, you can snag a starting worthy offensive line in the second this year. That is correct. You can. And I think the 49ers will. Now, oh, what's up, Hugo? Appreciate you, man. You're not late. You're not late. Um, yeah, Michael says uh, O-line is deep in this draft. I think the tackle class and the wide receiver class are the two deepest positions of this entire draft um, so far. They're, I mean, again, I went through the top 250 and just developed my list of players I want to target and research. And, man, I should probably go through and count. I, I, I didn't do this yet. But, yeah, man, I have got let, – let let's just see here. Uh, offensive tackles. I'm, I'm going to scroll down. I'm just going to count out loud the guys that I'm trying to get to because I, I think it's important, man. Good Lord. I got a lot of guys here. I apologize. Uh, this list is long. We've already at 55 pages for draft. It's going to, it's going to triple that. I'm sure. Okay. Here are my offensive tackles that I have in the top 250. One, two, three, 
4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 32. So over 10% of the top 250 is offensive tackles. Now, let's let's just be very honest because guess what Kyle Shanahan does every single time? He's going to move offensive tackle to center. He's going to move offensive tackle to guard. That's just what he does. And so it's, it's just under 13%. I, I just did the math on the calculator. 12.8% of the top 250 are offensive tackles. It is deep. Um, and so does that mean you wait on offensive tackle? I don't think that's what it means. I think with the Niners picking at the end of the each round, you know, they've got picks um, 31, then they got pick uh, 63, then they got pick 94, then they got pick 98. So, like, you know, picking at the back of the round, you're still going to get some guys to fall to you there. Um, and okay, let's, let's, let's kind of change gears here. Daniel Jeremiah, um, you know, the NFL draft guru, he's awesome. He does great work at his first or second, um, what mock draft he had the 49ers taken, uh, Duke's uh, left tackle, uh, Graham Barton at number 31. And Graham Barton's fun because he's, he played left tackle for three straight years, but before that he was a center. So he started center. He started left guard. He's DJ's. What he's got him number thirty three on his big board. Um, and again, you know, once you get into that range, you start to look. If you're getting a tackle that late, usually they're shorter arms. the The long armed freak, you know, prototypical left tackles. They go early. Shanahan doesn't buy into those. Look across the entire 49ers offensive line. He doesn't have the prototypical 36-inch arm span. He doesn't mind going lighter. All, all these different, like that's just who Shanahan is. Grant Barton fits that to a T. Um, he's the best run blocker of all the interior guys because Daniel Jeremiah, I agree with him, said there's three interior guys, prospects, that the Niners could go with in the first round. Oregon center my favorite personally, Jackson Powers Johnson, West Virginia center Zach Frazier, and Grant Barton out of Duke. And they're all close to each other. He's got Grant Barton 33 on his big board. He's got Jackson Powers Johnson 35, and he's got Zach Frazier 37. So you've got these three targets, if you do want to upgrade center, where it matches where the 49ers are drafting. Does that mean they'll do that? I'm not sure Kyle Shanahan values the center position. You know, whenever he had Alex Mack, he, he brought him everywhere he went and paid him top-tier money. Shanahan doesn't like trusting rookies too much, so, you, you know, I'm not quite sure how that overlaps. And right here, man, appreciate you, Gold-Blooded. Draft O-line. Uh, they will be plug-and-play day one. And these are the only three guys that Daniel Jeremiah tagged as plug-and-play interior offensive linemen. These three. All three options. And so, you know, if we're if – we're, Let's finish off our Graham Barton kind of eval. He's the closest fit to a Shanahan offensive lineman, somebody that's played extensively at left tackle, went to Duke. He's a smart kid, has some experience at center. I think that's his, his eventual position, but he can play center guard, left tackle, right tackle. He can play them all. He fits it. 
I think he's the best run blocker of the three and has the most position position versatility. Now, West Virginia center, Zach Frazier, he's the most physical. He's mean. He's tough. Um, he, he gets pancakes. He fights. All those things. Four-time state wrestling champion. Like, and if you know anything about offensive line play, wrestling, paramount. Leverage, body control, balance. He's awesome. Then you got Oregon, um, Jackson Powers Johnson. I think he has the highest ceiling of everybody. Um, he's played all three interior spots at Oregon, guard and center. He's the cleanest interior prospect. Uh, doesn't miss a pass, bro. Like, he is the best pass blocker out there. But if you want physicality, you're going Zach Frazier. And if you want consistency and versatility, you're going Grant Barton. So I don't want to dive too much more into, you know, O-line evaluation this episode. But hopefully I'm just giving you a little bit of an appetite. Um, and if you want more, that's where we're going to be active over on our Patreon in the 49ersrush.com. Now, I do have to admit, I have not gone through the Super Bowl footage yet. Um, but I am going to start that. Um, and again, if you don't want to watch it, I don't blame you at all. But I am going to be loading those over on both of our sites um, if you want to go through those. But if you don't, that's okay. Uh, I totally understand. Mike says, you know, good free agent offensive line will cost way too much. And to be honest with you, they don't usually hit all offensive line, don't hit free agency. And when they do, they get overpaid. Look at Mike McGlinchey. Dude got paid out the wazoo, which I'm happy for him. But, ew, he was terrible. He was terrible. Tommy, appreciate you, buddy. He says, we missed you. Uh, you dog trash. Let's win the Super Bowl. Appreciate you, Tommy. You're the best, man. Uh, real quick, now, if you guys have not done this yet, I need you to do this for me right now. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified and you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. Um, yeah, it, that's a huge help if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're not, you download the audio. Just keep doing what you're doing. Really do appreciate you guys. We're going to be here year round. Um, and it, I am having a hard time getting my voice back up, though. Like I have been I haven't had a voice since the Super Bowl. And a big reason why I haven't recorded much is. I can't last too long without coughing. Uh, it's just a mess. I'm not sick. It's just I messed up my voice the Super Bowl weekend. It's what happens. Um, I had no regrets, no regrets. Not even a letter. Vince, he says, if Verse or Latu is there at 31, I would love that. You know, one of my favorite things to do every year is to identify potential trade-up candidates. Now, the 49ers haven't traded much. Yeah, When John Lynch came in, he tied the record for most trades ever in a draft by a single team his first year, his rookie GM year. Last two years, we've traded up one time. That was it. Haven't traded back at all. <coughs> Excuse me. And that was for TIG. Um, you know, Jair Brown. This year's different because we have so many damn draft picks. 11. I would not be shocked at all if somebody like Law 2 or Verse, um, you know, some of those top tier players at tackle or edge are there to jump up and go get them. Um, wouldn't be mad at all. Now, another thing that I want to get to before I jump out of here, 
probably not going to be a full episode. My voice is already like check it out. I can I can feel it. The four or the NFL released their restricted free agent tenders, which is huge because this is Juwan Jennings. <coughs> Excuse me. So there's lots of options there. One of the most common things, and I think we're finally past this, is everybody's like, well, Juwan Jennings is a free agent. Yes and no. His first year, he it, it told his contract because he never played. So he's already had four years in the NFL, but it's almost as if he's only had three. So his right of first refusal, like the 49ers can tag him at different spots. I think he's going to get a second round tender, which would be $4.89 million against the cap. It's a very healthy you know, number. Now another team could say, you know what? We would like to do that. Uh, we want Juwan Jennings on our team. So they could negotiate a deal and say, look, we're going to give him the $4.89 million, but then they'd have to give us a second-round pick. I just don't see that happening. Now, your, your other option is to <coughs> – sorry, guys, this is a mess. The other option is to do the original round tender, which is a seventh-round tender, and that would be $3.1 million. Now a team more than likely would do that. So that's why I don't think the 49ers would use that tag because then they would just have to give a seventh round pick and pay him $3.1 million. And you're talking about a team like the commanders who are trying to implement a similar system and all those things. That makes sense. So I think he's going to get a second round tender 4.89. I do not believe that a team would trade a second round pick for Juwan Jennings. Um, in the last year of his deal, I just don't see that taking place. So it, I'm happy for him because it's more money than he would have got on his rookie deal. It's not as much as if he hits the free agent market next year. And I even saw some people that are like, look, you could just do a right of first refusal at $2.9 which is an option. And that means if another team, they can negotiate with him however they want. Let's say a team comes out and says, look, we're going to give you three years, $18 million. And the Niners say, no, we can't match that. You lose Jennings, and it doesn't go into the comp pick formula. So that's why most teams, they don't even touch that. Right of first refusal, just straight up contract. Instead, they use the round tender so that if a team does try to take him away, you get that second round pick. I just don't see that taking place. Um, and I freaking love Jawan Jennings. You know, it's funny because I had a lot of people talk about, oh, what about Kendrick Bourne, right? Kendrick Bourne was Jawan Jennings before Jawan Jennings. He's a free agent now. Let's go get him. And I love Kendrick Bourne. Dude, like, I don't want this to come across as, like, Kendrick Bourne slander because I, I don't think that's what – Kendrick Bourne was great. I mean, he brought energy. He was fun as hell. Personality off the charts. First downs, touchdowns. That's all he did. But just because him and <laughs> Jennings look alike and played the same position, they are night and day different. Kendrick Bourne was the worst blocking wide receiver we had on our team three consecutive years in a row. Jawan Jennings is the best, the best run blocking wide receiver in the NFL. Like he's number one. So I think that's huge. Their body types are completely different. Um, you know, I went through a whole bunch of stats, but I, I don't want to overload that. They're just different. And so having said that, it's not like I don't want Kendrick Bourne, but you have to pay way more 
than what you so like if you wanted to get Kendrick Bourne, you're not getting him for four point eight million dollars. Kendrick Bourne's going to get seven to eight million dollars a year. That's what he was getting in New England. He's going to get that money somewhere. Um, I think he's a good wide receiver. I would love for him to be on this team, but if you're asking me, Kendrick Bourne or Jawan Jennings, holy cow, that's not even like. They're not even in the same ballpark, in my opinion, for our our system. If you prioritize run blocking at all, yeah, it dancing right here. It, Jennings was on track for Super Bowl MVP. Um, you're not wrong. And so, like, that, that's – you have Jennings one more year, then he goes, gets paid somewhere to get a comp pick. That's what's going to happen. Not that that's what I want to happen, uh, but I'm just telling you that's what it is. You're not going to extend three wide receivers – you you can't do that. You can, even though I want to, I would love these three to be the guys forever, but probably not going to happen. Um, and I think he's kind of playing himself out of a contract with the 49ers, which is good for him. I want him to get paid. Uh, always want him to get paid. So, uh, you know, I, I'm always pulling for these guys. Uh, they're the best, uh, absolute best. So that's going to do it for us. Just real quick reminder again, um, we've got our Zoom hangout session. That's going to be Monday. Hopefully you guys come hang out with us there already been posted over on our patreon and the 49ersrush.com i know this is a quick show but my voice i got to get it back in shape it's what it is uh, appreciate you guys love y'all glad very happy to be back until next time stay strong faithful Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.